You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast. Where you'll get proven strategies to start and grow your online business from in the trenches digital entrepreneurs. EntrepreneurIgnited.com. Launch your online business. Live your dreams. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, a podcast designed to skip the hype, skip the BS, and just bring you real, actionable tips and strategies from real entrepreneurs to help you grow your business and income on the internet. This is your host, Derek Gale, and today we're going to be diving deep into leveraging a powerful free tool that I, I think most of us are using already in one form or another to grow our digital business, and that tool is Facebook Groups. And our mm. guest today is someone that's seen massive success with her Facebook group, and uh, she's also the co-founder of Screw the 9 to 5, which is a brand mm-hmm. I absolutely love, where uh, her and her husband, Josh, teach unsatisfied webpreneurs how to take their business to the next level, make more money with working less hours. Uh, she's got an appropriate love for trashy TV, spends way too much time in her Facebook group, and apparently isn't afraid of a tall glass of gin. So without further ado, I'd, sure like, to, I'd <laughs> like to... <laughs> to welcome Jill Stanton to the show. Jill, thanks for being here. Thank you so much for having me. I couldn't let that one slide without chiming in because yeah. you love me some gin. Awesome. Had to, had, <laughs> had to happen. Had to happen. Okay, so let's start at the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, you got online, if I read correctly, I think in, in 2012. And, and so just, just share your journey. Like, how did you get started and... Uh, you know, it sounds like you guys have had an interesting adventure. You've been, you've been pretty nomadic based on the conversation we've just had. W- what was your adventure to getting to where you are today on this podcast, talking to me about Facebook groups? Yeah, so I actually started online in 2006, but I started with Josh when back in 2012. So my whole kind of journey starts back like when pretty much like MySpace was still cool. Because <laughs> that was the first social network I ever joined. I was like, what is this? I get to create this fancy hot pink profile. It was ridiculous. So I got started in web TV and just through the never ending journey of trying to figure it out and sort it out and actually make money with it, which never happened. I ended up going into social media and um because the whole time I was bartending, I kind of had like a different nine to five. So I worked 9 p.m. till 5 a.m., but <laughs> it was still torture. So um, I was, I had just been around the hospitality block for so many years that I started offering those services to restaurant and bar owners. And so that's what finally got me out of my nine to five and into a profitable business. And at the same time, when I was running those services, I was watching Josh, who had a software company at the time, like work whenever he wanted, make so much more money than me. (laughs) And I was like, what the hell is this guy doing? So when I finally grew kind of disenchanted with my business and him and his partner decided to go separate ways, we combined forces. And in 2012, we set up our first affiliate site, which was a skincare site, which meant Josh was trying different skin creams <laughs> and I was putting masks on him. It was awesome. I should have, I seriously should have documented it more, but I just never knew screw the nine to five was going to become a thing because that would have been the ble- the best blackmail ever. Um, but yeah, so we started with affiliate marketing and we kind of kept refining and setting up new sites until we had about over 30 different websites. And then as we were going through this process, people were just asking us like, what the hell are you guys doing? And why don't you work anymore? And 
Like, how can you travel? And so on our wedding week, which is probably the only week you shouldn't be working, (laughs) we had the idea for Screw the 9 to 5 and we just kind of hit the ground running with it and just stumbled along and tried to figure it out and, you know, reiterated and pivoted and failed and learned and succeeded and brought us to where we are today. And really the process of creating a Facebook group was our way of just kind of, it kind of came out of frustration of not being able to really connect with our audience the way we wanted to. Like, Mm -hmm. yes, I can send an email and ask them, what are you struggling with? But then it's kind of me just talking at them unless they actually reply back and then I can start a conversation. But I wanted a way to do that on a grander scale. So back in April, 2015, I said to Josh, what if I just start a free Facebook group and everyone can join and then I can talk to them there. And that just like blew the doors open on our business and we just haven't looked back. Wow. Okay. So, I mean, it's been a major catalyst. Now, I have a question for you. At what mm-hmm. point did you transition and decide, hey, I want to go from affiliate to actual owning the product, creating that? What, yeah. And what, what drove that decision? Because, I mean, from an affiliate marketing standpoint, it's pretty passive. Yeah. Uh, I, I am mean, passive being relative, but more passive yeah. than maintaining, <laughs> <laughs> maintaining, more passive than maintaining a product. Yeah, that's true. I was just, both of us were so sick of the roller coaster that is Google and all their updates. And it was just, I don't know, it just wasn't lighting us up anymore. Like it was great for what it was and it helped us make some solid cash online. And really we experienced our first five figure month with it and everything was great, but we just wanted something more high touch, something that was ours. And I, I don't know, I just always feel like This sounds probably so lame, (laughs) but I just feel personally like I was always meant to have kind of more of a public persona, whereas Josh is very, he's like the wind, you know, (laughs) he like breezes in and out of the group and people are like, was what was that just Josh? Because he's never in there. He's always in our, um, like our private paid membership community. So he spends a lot of his time in there, but his whole strategy or his whole strength is really the strategy and the automation and the tech side of things. Yeah. Whereas mine is very communication and I call it the four C's. So I have communication, content, uh, community and coverage. So like what we're doing right now. And so for me, I really wanted a way to kind of get it out there a bit more. And I, you can't really do that with affiliate marketing. I wanted more of a face to the, I don't want to say face to the masses kind of thing, but I just wanted a more public kind of brand. Sure, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I mean, you're creating more equity in, in yourself. You, you have an asset now. Yeah. Um, totally. Which has long-term value. Now, let, let's start out. Let's, so let's, let's dig into this, uh, into the Facebook groups. And, uh, you know, I'm going to, I suspect most people are familiar with Facebook groups these mm-hmm. days. Um, and, you know, I mean, I find it fascinating how Facebook groups have become like this, meeting place for just about every, you know, there's, there's Facebook groups for everything. Yeah. Now, um, let's talk about, let's start at the high level. Uh, and that is what are the, what are the measurable benefits that you can attribute to having that Facebook group for your business? Well, there's a few things. So we take a pretty strategic approach with it. So we use it heavily for market research. So really diving into what our members want and what they're interested in and what they need help with. And that really informs the different, um, 
content we create, the different products, the different offers we put out there, the different webinars we host. So that's been huge for us because we can see what's working, what's not, because I promote everything in that Facebook group and to my list, obviously. Mm -hmm. But on top of that, it's helped grow our list. It's helped us pack out our live events. It's allowed us to welcome hundreds of new people into our monthly membership community. Screw you. I mean, it's had a huge effect. Um, do I track all the numbers? Not particularly, but a lot of people who introduce themselves in our forum always say, you know, I found out about the screw from, from the free Facebook group and I loved it there. And pretty much our screw you community is like that Facebook group, but on crack. So, yeah, yeah. um, so we, it helps us transition people from free members into paid. Okay. And so uh, just as a side note, I love, absolutely love your brand. And, and I love you. Screw You. I mean, like, <laughs> and so, so for everybody listening. It's so it's, in your face. It is. And, and it's, it's, it's short for Screw University effectively, yeah. right? Like that's, that's the yeah. play on words. So I mean. Yeah, guys, like I'm not saying Screw You, Derek. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, just, I, just had to, I just had to explain that to everybody. But yeah, I mean, so for everybody listening, it's just a, a fantastic, um, cohesive brand that they've worked together here. So I'd really <laughs> recommend checking out. You guys have done a fantastic <laughs> job. Now, uh, here's a here's a question for you, and I don't know if you. I, I, I suspect it may be um, more of a gut feel than an actual measurable. But would you say that um, the big value is driving and capturing new leads into the group that you had not had previous um, engagement with or interaction with? So new lead gen, or mm -hmm. do you find it's a place to? connect with existing leads so people subscribe on your website, then join the group, and to get them back and to increase that relationship and value over their life? I, I think it's like column A, column B. It's yeah. a little bit of both because I have people who join just who have never heard of the screw and they've just heard about it in other groups or through an interview or something like that. So they're not already on my list. So they join the free group because, and I'm sure we'll dive into it, I pimp my group everywhere. Like that's one of the ways I grow it is, is I talk about it freaking everywhere. And so for the people who have heard about me on, or the screw in general on an interview or a guest post or whatever, they come in, they're not necessarily on my list, but for the people who do join my list, our welcome email, um, the second thing in that email is join the group. So all roads lead to that group because gotcha. I know if I can get someone in that group and I can get them participating and kind of consuming our content, whether it's free or opt-in based, whatever, I know for a fact I can get them on my list if they, if it's in line with, you know, what they're trying to achieve in their business. For sure. Okay. So, well, now let's take a few steps back and let, let's start at the beginning. So, I mean, a, a lot of our listeners here today um, are going to be people that are just starting out. They've never hmm. built a Facebook group. So, you know, the technical side of setting up a Facebook group, that's pretty simple. But uh, let's talk about you know, igniting that group and getting mm -hmm. getting that initial growth. So, when yeah. you started that group, how do you how do you gain momentum and traction with it? How do you get those first people into it? For sure. So, if you don't have a list, okay, because I, I I obviously had a list, so I sent it out and I said, "This is where I'm going to be hanging out. Want to come join me?" And that's how I got my first like hundred people in that week. So that was a good start. But if you don't have a list, there's so many things you can do. So. Like I said, I pimp it everywhere. So here's the things that we do. We have a, um, on our main navigation bar on our homepage, we have a button that says free FB group that goes directly to the Facebook group. There's no middle page. It's just a simple redirect and 
you know, you can request access straight away. I put it in all my podcast show notes. Like I said, it's in all my welcome emails. Anytime you sign up for any of our funnels or any of our freebies, the second thing you you are prompted to do is come join our free Facebook group. It's on our thank you pages. I put it in all my bios for any guest posts I write, any features I do. If I do any interviews, like I know at the end of this interview, you're going to say, where can people find out more about you? (laughs) I'm going to say, come hang out with me in my free Facebook group over at screwcommunity.com. So there's another thing. We've set up a custom URL for it. So Mm -hmm. instead of me saying, oh, come join me in facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash 8530771249, I'm saying, come hang out with me at screwcommunity.com. Also, I put it as my link on all my social media bios. So I feel like a lot of people just link to their homepage or to an opt-in, which is fine. I choose to send it directly to my group. Because like I said, if I get them in there and I get them immersed in the community that is kind of built behind my brand, I know that I can get them on my list. Okay. So, uh, so basically it's everywhere. And, yeah. <laughs> um, Moral of the story is I pimp it everywhere. <laughs> you pimp it everywhere. Um, and so when people are joining your group, is it a public access group? Is it, is it a, you have to be approved? Is it? Yeah. I, I make a closed group. Okay. So I don't want to open group because then that attracts just like the riffraff <laughs> yeah. and kind yes. of opens everything up to spamming it. So I'm, I'm quite diligent. I keep a closed group and I vet everyone who goes into it. So okay. I just make sure that they're actually real people. <laughs> yeah. And that was my question. How do you, what do you look for when you're vetting somebody? Yeah. So I make sure that they actually have friends on Facebook, <laughs> that one. they've been a member more than, you know, a year. Sometimes it says one month, which I never believe. I don't really understand it. But if it says more than five days, I'm like, mm, I'm going to check you out. But if it's more than a year and you can see like they have however many friends in the group or they have how however many friends on Facebook, I typically approve those people. Well, I always do actually. Because then if someone spams your group, you just delete and ban them. Like I ain't afraid to ban a fool. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if someone is going to be all sketchy in my group, I'm just delete and ban. That's it. Yeah. Simple. Okay. So, uh, once you gain momentum now, I mean, Facebook, Facebook's really become a, and obviously it's their goals to become more of a pay to play platform from a, from a business standpoint. So uh, groups are an interesting thing because, um, you know, you can start them for nothing. You can get an audience and you can post to that, which is great. But I guess two questions, how are you engaging your audience and, well, let's start there. How are you engaging the audience within the group? What strategies are you using? Sweet. So I have theme posts that I post every single day. So I have Monday Mantra, Tuesday Tools Day, Wednesday Wednesday, <laughs> Thursday Q&A, Follow Friday, Saturday is our Weekend Warriors post, and then Sunday is Scroopy Sunday, and that's where I prompt people to shout each other out so that we can really get a sense of community building. So I have those seven posts that go up every single day in the Facebook group. So that helps to build some engagement. But on top of that, I always ask questions. Like I said, I pull the group quite a bit. I'm always asking for feedback. Um, I'll post cute little picture quotes, or I'll share a little rant or a fact about me or whatever it is. Like I'm always trying to think of ways kind of like icebreakers. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because I know that a lot of people worry, okay, so if I open up a Facebook group, what happens if no one talks in it? Mm -hmm. Like that is the main thing everyone is worried about because they don't want to just talk to themselves and feel like, 
you know, kind of alone. So what I did in the beginning was I just kicked off the conversation myself. So if I asked a question, I would be the first one to answer it. And I'd be like, for me, it's blah, 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 blah. Or I've watched another girl in my group, Bashra, when she introduced herself, she did an awesome introduction. She just like gave a quick snippet about herself. And then she played a game called three truths and a lie. And so she listed out these four completely random facts and the thread freaking blew up because everyone's like, Oh my God, which one's the lie? Because it was like, I've been charged with abduction before and I've done this. And I like so many random things that you're like, Holy crap. I actually don't know which one's the lie. So that really started building engagement. So if you can do things like that, like little icebreakers, Mm -hmm. I really feel like it helps to crack the silence. But in the beginning, it is going to be a bit slow going until you get those people in there. It's just a numbers game. You know what I mean? But if you can stay consistent with it and actually show up every single day and give people your time, then yeah, it's going to build. It takes consistency and time and patience, but it's so worth it. Yeah. Now with the, um, with the reach, okay, so you post something in there. Now I know if I post something on my Facebook page, if it's getting a lot of activity, it's organic reach is going to go up and more people are going to yeah. see it. Um, I also belong to some Facebook groups and it seems like I get more posts out of the Facebook group than I would off of uh, friends, stuff mm-hmm. stuff like that. What do you find, how would you compare, and I, 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 I'm not, there's no good way to measure it, but the organic reach of something you post out to the actual members? Yeah, so... I mean, I don't really, I mean, pages are dead to me. <laughs> I said this to I said this to Amy Porterfield the other day when we did her podcast. I was like, no offense, because <laughs> I know you're kind of the queen bee of FB, but pages are dead to me right now. I only use them for ads. Yeah. So for me, I don't even look at my page, to be honest. Like, I don't care about the reach I'm getting there because it's not where I spend my time. If you want to hang out or talk to us or get a question answered, you're going to come to my group. So for organic reach, I mean, it's pretty damn active. Like I know I polled people the other day about, um, I can't remember what it was, but I got like over a hundred responses. Like that is so helpful for me. You know what I mean? Like it's not, I'm not getting 50% of people because I have close to 6,000, but a hundred answers is still a really good sample size for me to base off for me to base like the direction of something off of, you know? Yeah, it's, it's massive. Now, here's a question I always get from people that are just starting out on Facebook with our businesses and stuff, and I'd like to get your take on this. How do you manage your personal profile versus the group versus, you know, because you're going to be getting, I'm assuming yeah. a lot of people in the group are trying to friend you personally as well. Yeah, this was such a personal battle for me. <laughs> it sounds so weird, but yeah. I've like, at first I was like, oh my God, okay, am I about to just sacrifice my personal profile? And I have. So I've just kind of given up that that's a thing for me. Yeah, I hear you. (laughs) And it was weird. It's a weird thing because most people would be like, why do you even care that much? But it's like, okay, this is not really a place where I can post a lot of like super intimate things anymore, you know? Like that's going to be for public consumption now. So I just... I've kind of just tried to go with the flow of it. And so I've just started approving people. Because before I was... I remember when I was doing, uh, like I had a web TV show back in 2006, which I talked about with the whole MySpace thing, blah, blah, blah. Like I had my personal profile up to like 2000 people, so many weird creep creepers and all this stuff. And then I was like, no, screw this. This is my Facebook profile. I'm going to cut everyone. And I went down to like 200 and I was like, ah, but now it's kind of creeping up again and I've just kind of relinquished control. I'm like, all right, let's do it. 
Right. Yeah. I, I, I'm with you on that. I, frankly, now I just log into my wife's Facebook account when I want to <laughs> see what our, our family and friends are doing. Yeah. So, uh, it is what it is. Um, so, okay. So as far as I- I- engagement in the group goes, we've talked about that. Now, obviously you're doing this to drive growth in a mm-hmm. business, right? So what are the what are the strategies that you use to monetize that group? Obviously, well, maybe, maybe you can go in there and just post blatant plugs and offers and stuff like that. Maybe you don't. How do, yeah. you, how do you approach it? Yeah. So again, we, we try to be strategic with it. So here's how it starts. We have this whole, um, we call it the octopus. So James, we- or not Webmore, James, um, Shramko talks about this and he uses the octopus analogy. So this is something we've heavily adopted in our business. So your core offer, whatever your flagship or signature program or service or whatever it is, that is like the head of your octopus. And then your different entry points into that offer are the tentacles of the octopus essentially. So what we do is, like I said, screw you is our core offer. It's like our cyber home base. So what I do to build or to funnel people in there is I'll go and I'll pull the group and I'll say, what do you guys want to work? What do you want to learn next? Like I'm working on my next series of blog posts. Do you want to learn, you know, this, 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 or this? So for example, I pulled them a few months ago, like these are the topics I'm thinking about talking about. What would you prefer? And it was like sales funnels, um, webinars, Facebook groups, and copywriting or something like that. And the number one voted on topic was sales funnels. So I was like, sweet. So Josh started creating a mini course that sits inside Screw You. It's free for Screw You members. It's called the Perfect Sales Funnel. And then we start to fracture out our courses and sell them as one-off products. So we'll take that idea He'll start to create the product. I then create the, we call them read magnets. So, but just pretty much like big ass blog posts. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's a post called how to create a dangerously effective automated sales funnel. And that in a blog post pretty much lays out our entire process of how we build sales funnels around the screw. And then once you've read that, you'll get prompted to uh, opt in for our lead magnet for that particular topic. It's to steal my emails. So the emails that I use in our sales funnels, because so many people have said to me, yeah, but what do I say? So I was like, well, just give you my emails. (laughs) Um, And then people can kind of use those as inspiration or, you know, mock them up or copy them or whatever they want to do with them. And then once you opt in for that, you're immediately directed to, with a one-time offer for the perfect sales funnel at, you know, a discounted price. And then if you don't take that that up in 15 minutes, then we'll hit you again in 48 hours at a higher price. And then if you do take that up, then your pitch screw you. So it's kind of like read magnet, lead magnet, intro offer, core offer. And that is entirely how I do it. So all I have to do is post the blog post in my Facebook group. I don't pimp out screw you heavily at all, really. Because to be honest, a lot of my members who are in Screw You are also in the free group and then they just talk about it. Sure. So they kind of do a lot of the marketing for me. So I don't ever have to heavily sell or outright sell the you. I just put the blog post into the free group. It's a free piece of content. Anyways, people have already expressed interest in it. Then I get them onto that page. It's pixeled. I can follow them around Facebook regardless. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of the entry point into how I funnel people into the you. Interesting. Okay. So now let's talk about um, your your free versus your paid. So You know, one of the the, the questions, and I I get this all the time from people is saying, well, you know, what 
how do I give away this for free without devaluing what I'm giving yeah. away paid? So you have a paid platform that's obviously not on Facebook. It's a membership yeah. website. Um, but one of the big value drivers in a membership website for premium members is more that personal access, right? So mm -hmm. webinar, stuff like that. Now, is there ever any concern of devaluing your premium by providing so much uh, access to you through this Facebook group? No, not for us at least, because we have a forum. Like yep. Screw You is a forum. So all of our training courses also sit inside the forum. And then we have the monthly calls as well. But we encourage people to like, if you need help with your sales page, like give me the link and I will critique the hell out of it. I'll break it down, rip it apart and rewrite it pretty much. Like I'll suggest the different copy tweaks or if you're posting your launch sequence, we'll, you know, dive into that and help you tweak that. So it's like, super high touch, incredibly in-depth feedback. Yeah. Whereas in the Facebook group, I do not go that in-depth on anything. Like if someone asks me a, a direct question, it's like, what should I do for this? I give a pretty like surface answer. Like I still want to help them, mm -hmm. but I save my in-depth, like I hate anything bomb. I don't even want to say knowledge bomb. I hate that so much, <laughs> but like <laughs> I save like, the mad knowledge for inside screw you. Sure. And so the free group will just be like, kind of like a, here's what I would do. Hope it works. Let me know how it goes. Whereas in inside the you, I'll be like, here's all the things. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> here's everything you should do. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, there's, and there is, there's clear, clear, clear value ascension there. Um, so within your, uh, within your group, you're obviously, driving leads to your current business. Do you also do affiliate marketing through that group, recommending other products and stuff as well? Or do you keep it contained to your own product ecosystem? Um, I don't do a lot of affiliate pushes whatsoever. But with that being said, I'm currently in the middle of doing one for my friend Alexia Vernon, who has a product called Your Spotlight Talk. So I pulled my audience again, mm -hmm. because I'm not just going to put something in there and be like, oh, I hope they like it. When she approached me about you know, doing this launch with her, I said, okay, well, let me see if they want it first. So I pulled them. Would you guys want to learn about how to book speaking gigs or speak at industry events? It was a hundred percent a hell yes. So mm -hmm. I said to her, okay, sweet, let's do this. So I just sent out, I just posted her free video series inside the free group. A bunch of people opted in for that. I didn't push it any further than that. Then today, after I get off the phone with you, I'm shooting a free video with her, just like an interview style on how to book your first speaking gig. And then I'll put that free piece of content into my free group again. And then we're doing a webinar. And again, I'll post the registration in the free group. So I don't really push anything paid in there, but I yeah. do put you know whatever free resources I can. Yeah, and I mean, in that case as well, you know, whether they buy or not, they're still going to get a ton of value out of all the front end free content yeah. that you're creating as well. So, you know, I think that's Absolutely. a, that's a, that's a strong message for everybody that is thinking about putting up a Facebook group, right? Like create value. Don't just plug stuff in there. Um, yeah. Like with that being said, when I was hosting, when Josh and I were hosting a live event with our um, co-hosts, Shane and Jocelyn, and they have a site called Flip Lifestyle, I, I heavily pimped that in the group because Hot tip, I spend a lot of freaking time in there. And if I have something to sell, I'm not going to be afraid to do it. Like that's yeah. something I completely stand behind. Um, and if people don't like it, they can leave. That's fine. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. 
So um, one more question for you before we kind of wrap this up, and, and that's the actual – the lengths of the post, the, the styles of the post that you're putting in. Any length, formatting, imagery kind of strategies that you find are getting more engagement than others? My posts tend to be – quite long. I mean, as you can tell, I'm a talker. So, <laughs> um, I have a real hard time with brevity, <laughs> but <laughs> sometimes I can deliver something in a short and sweet kind of way. But most of the time I just like to talk. I love to get into the mindset behind something or if like I, for example, when I was posting Lex's free video series, I was talking about my experience being freaking terrified of public public speaking last year and then using a lot of her resources to overcome that and really like try and help up my personal speaking game um, or my public speaking game. Sorry. Mm -hmm. And so I shared that whole experience. So that was a long ass post, but again, it was, I, I write quite conversationally. So I hope it's a bit more entertaining than it is arduous. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So the, um, so, okay. So to wrap things up, um, mm -hmm. Any, any final words on Facebook groups? Any strategies that, that, are, that are in your head that I didn't dig into? Anything you want to leave off with? I mean, I really just think the key to it is showing up and being consistent and persistent with it. That's really all yeah. it comes down to, like having a steady presence. Because so many people set up these groups and they think their job is done. And that's where it's only beginning. So I definitely think if, if you're not keen on putting in like an hour a day into your group, sometimes even more than that, especially in the beginning, mm -hmm. then starting and owning a Facebook group might not be the best fit for you. But there are ways that you can, you know, stand out in other people's Facebook groups, which can be just as effective. Mm -hmm. You know, like we have, I call her one of our uh, screw you stars. Her name's Amanda Bond and she's an, a Facebook ad strategist. And she just learned like all the things <laughs> about Facebook ads. And so we hired her and she's been running our ads. And then she was just dropping nonstop tips in our group and people just started eating it up. And so we said, do you want to just do a Facebook ads course for screw the nine to five? And we'll just like, we'll do it with you, but you create all the training. And she was like, uh, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, she, has now created a brand for herself by being active in a group she doesn't own. And so now she's tagged in everything that has to go on or has to do with Facebook ads and not even in my own group, but members from the screw group then tag her in other people's groups. And it just starts to kind of spread, you know, it becomes mm -hmm. more of a viral kind of, they're doing, it's kind of like referral marketing, essentially. Like all these people are like, oh, you should talk to Bond. Oh, you should talk to Amanda Bond, blah, 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 blah. And it just helps get her presence out there. And she doesn't even, that's not her group, you know, but she is kind of a go-to for all things FB ads in all of these groups. Yeah. Okay. So one thing you said there that kind of stood out in my mind there and, and led to another question as it happens, the, uh, <laughs> you said, if you're, if you're not ready to put in like an hour a day into your group, yeah. it may not be for you. So I'm trying to wrap my head around what is that hour look like when you're mm. getting off the ground? Like, how do you put an hour a day into a group that, you know, may not have a ton of people yeah, and, and they, they, that you're growing? Like, where's that going? Well, I would think it would be in 
coming up with a really solid tip or story or icebreaker or some sort of post that will hopefully elicit a reaction or answering someone's question or, you know, going and finding relevant content that you can post being like, I think I've, I think you guys would find this helpful if you're struggling with blah, blah, blah. Like you always want to keep it on topic to that group, but that doesn't mean that you can't curate other people's content and bring it in. You're just trying to be as helpful as you can and help them achieve whatever desired outcome they want you know? So that hour could easily be spent looking for other people's content, crafting your own content, putting together a great image or an icebreaker or a story, whatever it is. You just have to put the time and energy into it, especially in the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. Totally agree. Um, Yeah, I can't tell you how many groups, stuff like this, you see people start, but it never gains momentum because they never put put the time into it. And it doesn't just happen overnight, but um, it can be such an incredible asset. And uh, now... That said, before we wrap things up, um, this is a silly question. If our listeners want to find out <laughs> more like, about you, <laughs> where do they go? <laughs> Come join our free Facebook. No group. way. <laughs> <laughs> But in all seriousness, come join our free Facebook group. You can find it at screwcommunity.com. Awesome. Okay, so it's screwcommunity.com. And yeah. uh, Jill, thank, thank you so much for uh, <laughs> for sharing all those strategies and knowledge uh, and giving so many valuable tips and strategies on Facebook groups. I do appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on. It was so much fun. Absolutely. All right, everyone. That was uh, digital entrepreneur and uh, Facebook expert and founder of Screw the 9 to 5, Jill Stanton. And as always, any links mentioned in this interview will be included in the show notes along with the entire transcript of this episode. And you'll find all of that at entrepreneurignited.com forward slash podcast. And uh, if you haven't done so already, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss any future episodes on Apple. It's on iTunes. And if you're an Android user, find us on SoundCloud. And so now it's time to take the tools, tips, and strategies you learned here today and apply that final essential ingredient to making them work. And that ingredient is taking action. So go forth, take action, set up your Facebook group, apply what you've learned today, and uh, stay tuned for more info-packed episodes of the Entrepreneur Ignited podcast. This is your host, Derek Gale, signing off. Thanks for listening to another info-packed episode of the Entrepreneur Ignited podcast with Derek Gale. For links to all of the resources plus an entire transcript of this episode, go to entrepreneurignited.com slash podcast. Make sure you never miss another episode. Subscribe now on iTunes or SoundCloud.